feel at peace when I'm able to bring my own grown-up children to see this book. I have approached this subject from the perspective of an ordinary lay person and with the greatest humility. I am greatly indebted to everyone who has helped me to make this journey and write this book. I couldn't have done it without the experts who have shared their knowledge with me, the professionals who have explained their work, and the ordinary people who have given such honest descriptions of their experiences. Chapter 1. Death The way we have communicated about dying and death through time has reflected the sort of society in which we have lived. From medieval times to the 19th century, early death was such a commonplace occurrence that it was treated as part of the natural rhythm of life. Because death could strike down babies, children and adults alike at any time, the concept of mortality was very much alive. The duty of the Christian church was to keep its flock in a state of readiness and awareness for the day when either the gates of heaven would open for them or they would be consigned to the fire and brimstone of hell. Images of the grim reaper as a skeleton carrying a scythe over one shoulder would have been familiar even to the masses who couldn't read. Illness and death were largely managed in the home so that bodily functions, diseases and corpses would have been familiar sights for everyone, including children. Pain and suffering not only had to be endured, but were accepted as normal. It was understood that entering and leaving this life was a difficult undertaking. Our ancestors had no need of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament to remind them that for everything its season, and for every activity under heaven its time, a time to be born and a time to die. The 19th century saw an explosion of medical, scientific, social and hygienic advances that greatly improved life expectancy. By 1901, this was 49 years for a woman and 45 for a man. Nevertheless, individuals were still intimately connected with the dying and regarded death as a familiar and natural event. Most people died in their own homes and with their families around them. The corpse would be laid out in an open coffin in the front room where friends and neighbours would come and pay their respects. Fanny Trollope, the mother of the famous novelist Anthony Trollope, was typical of a woman in this era. Her husband, who was financially feckless, had bankrupted the family so often that Fanny had been forced to become the breadwinner by writing novels and travel books. During the space of two years, she also nursed her husband and two children who died of consumption. She snatched time to write in the early hours of the morning as she tended to them. The big change in social attitude came about in the middle of the 20th century, after two world wars, when dying and death ceased to be handled by the family and were transferred into the hands of professionals. The terminally ill were sent to hospitals to die. Medical advances were so exciting that the chief function of hospital doctors became the curing of disease and the saving of lives, with the result that dying patients were given minimal attention or special care. Visiting rights were so restrictive that people frequently died without their relatives around them. Their bodies were sent to undertakers where morticians laid out and embalmed them. 
funeral directors began to take over more and more of the funeral arrangements. Gradually, people became both physically and psychologically distanced from death, which was taking place out of sight. Dying and death became something of a taboo subject. Today, in our society, we have no problem about discussing dying and death in the public domain. In fact, it is now the subject of serious debate. In 2002, the life expectancy for a woman born in the UK was 81 years, compared to 76 for a man. By 2020, this is likely to be 84 and 79, respectively. By 2070, more than a million people in the UK will live to be over 100. New therapies, such as those using stem cells, may prolong life even more dramatically. The challenges and problems of an ageing population are being highlighted by the media. Think tanks are grappling with the social and economic...